Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lanny or Lana, whatever you want to call me. And guys, I'm just going to be really honest. I've been feeling really down. I'm definitely going through a heartbreak right now, and it hurts. It hurts really bad, but I know I'm going to come out of this stronger. I know it's going to give me a lot more time to focus on myself, and I've learned so much about myself, and I now have time to reflect on myself. But anyways, I'm super excited for today's guest. I'm having Jess Freed, the owner of Dainty Diamond, coming on to talk about her experience in finding her career path and starting her business all throughout quarantine as a recent post-grad. So I'm super excited to have Jess on the pod. I actually went to school with her younger sister, Sam. So I'm super excited. Small world. And until then, let's do our weekly intention. So on the theme of everything that I just spoken about before as I started the podcast, my weekly intention is to focus on me and to put myself and my feelings and my needs first. Right now, it's a really good time for me to reflect on myself and just to kind of learn more about myself and to put myself first, whether it be in making plans, doing self-care acts, giving myself time to breathe, you know, all the gist. And I encourage you to focus on yourself and to put yourself first, whether you are in a relationship or not, no matter what stage you are in your life, it's always so important to focus on putting yourself first. That leads me into my tip of the week, and that's to incorporate little acts of self-care throughout your day or in more specific your morning and night routines to boost your mood, whether it be waking up earlier so you can journal, working out, getting some fresh air and going on a walk, grabbing an occasional coffee out, grabbing a coffee with a friend, taking a nice candlelit bath, whatever it may be. I encourage you to incorporate little acts of self-care throughout your day as little mood boosters. And that can even include a little dance party. I mean, Leah always has dance parties. I might have to have one later, but it's the little things that really count and can really change your whole day around. Onto what my therapist said. I didn't go to therapy the week that I'm recording this, which is like the week before you're listening to this, but I went to therapy last week. So two weeks ago for you, and I'm going later this week on Thursday for like when this goes live, if that makes sense. But anyways, it was really nice to see you tomorrow again. I think it had been like three weeks and 
something that Tamar told me was that you can't blame yourself when something goes wrong, especially when it goes wrong in a relationship. A relationship is a bond and a connection between two people. Emphasis on two. There's two people and their actions also affected what happened. And it's not always just you. You can't take the entire blame on yourself. And Sometimes it just has to do with them and you can't let that affect you or bring you down or allow it to impact you in such a negative and extreme way. You need to separate what happened with them and your emotions and everything in order to move forward. You can reflect, but it's not good to dwell on it. Okay. Now into my current faves. Guys, I think you already know this if you've been following me on my Instagram stories and saw like my feed. I even made like a home edition, but it's Starbucks's new drink. I knew I was going to be obsessed with it. If you have been living under a rock and you don't know what this is, it's essentially, it's a mouthful, but, and let me tell you, it's a mouthful to order. It is an ice brown sugar oat shaken espresso there. That's the name. It's really good. I really like it. I get it half sweet as always or quarter sweet. Going on with that, oat milk has kind of been a current fave as like more of like a treat, like a savory drink. It makes it really creamy. It kind of gives me like creamer vibes, but I've really been liking that in iced coffees when I make it at home. And then on to my third current favorite, it is the mega hoodie from Maritzia, the cozy fleece one and the cozy fleece boyfriend wide legs pant I think yes I'll have it all linked down below those two things but I got a set I got it in the inky gray color the full set and then I also picked up the hoodie in the heathered cloud white and I'm obsessed it's so comfortable it's so chic I feel like I could wear the sweatpants alone with a cute like crop tank t-shirt. I think it's going to be a really cute outfit. I can wear it together. I can wear it separate and I'm currently in the hoodie and I'm absolutely obsessed. But anyways, I'm going to keep this little intro short and sweet. I just want you guys to know that I appreciate everyone that's sent me messages. It's so kind of you and I'm so grateful to have a community of people that don't just merely follow me but really support and care about me and I'm just so grateful and thankful for that. And now I'm going to bring on Jess Freed, the owner of Dainty Diamond. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode and I love you guys so much. So I'm here with Jess, the founder of Dainty Diamond. Welcome to Morning Ray, Jess. Thank you so much for having me, Lanny. We're so excited to have you here. So for those that don't know you, who are you, where are you from, and what is your zodiac sign? My name is Jess. I'm from Thornhill. I probably live right around the corner from you. (laughs) And my zodiac sign, I'm a Leo. Wow. So am I. When's your birthday? July 26th. When's yours? August 6th. So close. Do you feel like you resonate with your Leo sign or not so much? Um, it's very hit or miss for me. I used to think I wasn't a Leo because I thought there was a lot of negative attributes to it, like always wanting to be the center of attention. (laughs) And then as I've gotten older, my siblings, I have three of them, have actually really started to point it out to me that I am such a Leo. Like, for example, every year for my birthday, I plan my own themed parties (laughs) and I make everyone dress up. And I thought that was normal. And (laughs) as I've gone on, I really realized that that is the Leo in me coming out. So I guess maybe I am a Leo, but I also think I'm partially a Cancer, but we're not going to get into that. What about you? Um, Okay, so I'm really into astrology. I really like I have the app CoStar. I know like there's like pros and cons to this app. Like some people say it's like the owner's 
making it like mess with you or whatever. But I feel like I've grown into being more of a Leo, kind of like you. Like I've realized that I actually do like having attention on me (laughs) and I like being kind of like the starlight because I used to be really shy. So I was like, how am I a Leo? Yeah. But you know, we got to embrace it. Yeah. (laughs) So fun fact about Jess is I actually was in school with her younger sister, Sam. I went to elementary school. We were an arts program. And then in high school, we were together. We were never really that close, but small world. Very small world. (laughs) And speaking of school, what school did you go to for post-grad or post-secondary? So I went to Western and I was in MIT, which is media information and technoculture. Honestly, applying to university, I had no idea what I wanted to do. At the time, I remember in grade 12, my brother applied to, he's a year older than me, sorry, and he Mm -hmm. applied to kin, kinesiology. And I was never good at sciences, but for some reason, I thought it was a good idea to apply to kin also. (laughs) And I ended up getting in and I was kind of like, what the fuck is this? And I ended up choosing MIT just because I realized sciences wasn't for me. So I kind of went into this program, not really knowing what it was, what I wanted to do from it. And from there, I kind of realized I had a passion for writing. And I kind of was more, I gravitated towards the writing courses. Mm-hmm. So I ended up doing a writing certificate with my major in MIT as well. And then from there, I did a master's degree at Western as well. It was a one-year program. It was a master's of media in journalism and communications. And that was probably like one of the best decisions I've ever made. To be honest, I highly recommend doing a postgrad or any sort of certificate program to anyone just because like I found um, undergrad very generalized like obviously in once you get to third year and fourth year you can pick more specific courses but Mm -hmm. in general a master's program you're doing like the entire program is specific so I really think that I learned more in my one year of my master's than I did in my entire year of undergrad. Yeah, that seems to be like the general consensus that a lot of the people who have done postgrads, whether it be a certificate at a college or a master's program, et cetera, they seem to have a different perspective and like really appreciate and understand what they're studying and what they're learning um, from a different perspective than they did in undergrad, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think also maybe at that point, you're a little bit older, too. So you Mm -hmm. have a different perspective on learning. I think it's a combination of everything. Yeah, for sure. And so a lot of people are always fearful of trying to find a job after graduating. What was that process like for you? And like, how long did it take? Kind of give us like the play by play of how everything worked out for you. Sure. So like anyone, my path was not linear. It was kind of crazy. I think towards second semester of my master's, everyone starts looking for an internship, which was required for us to graduate. And we had Mm -hmm. heard from past students that a lot of the time, if you get a great internship and it goes well, they'll hire you on full time. And obviously Mm -hmm. being naive and not really understanding the job force and what it would be like everyone wants to find the best job to get hired on and work for that company and you kind of look for glamour I guess not really understanding Mm -hmm. what goes into working nine to five because school does not prepare you for that (laughs) and 
so I, I graduated in 2019. So school was over in April or sorry, in March. And I started my internship in the middle of April of 2019. And I found an internship in PR. And mm-hmm. it was actually one of the most sought after internships in my program. I think we only had a program of 40 people and I think about 15 applied and I was the only one who got it. So wow. yeah. And obviously at the time, like I was so proud of myself. I was so excited about it. It was my new journey. I was like, I'm going to be working downtown. Like, this is where I'm starting my new life. And I hated it. Like, it just was not for me. I didn't enjoy PR. I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. I was very lost. And they were paying me very little. It was just not a positive experience. But I really learned how to work and act in a workplace, which I think is something that a lot of people forget to talk about because they always say, oh, you need to be able to do the skills that are necessary and learn how to email people and whatever the job requires, but they don't tell you about workplace drama and how to communicate with your boss and just all these little nitty gritty Mm -hmm. things. And I think like as much as I didn't learn that much about PR from that experience, I really learned how to be a proper individual in a workplace, like a professional. And after I ended up ending my internship early because I was not happy with it. And again, mental health is number one always. Mm -hmm. And I just, I realized it wasn't worth sticking it out for something that I was so miserable in. And obviously like the people who worked there who were working above me, they understood, like they could see that it wasn't for me and it wasn't working. So I was supposed to be there until I think middle of August. And I ended up leaving a week before my birthday which was the best thing. (laughs) (laughs) So after that, I was unemployed from July until October. And I don't know if you're this way, if it's like Leo energy also, but (laughs) I'm a go-getter. And like, if I have an idea in my mind of something I want to do, I do it. Like, I'm not one, Mm -hmm. like, I'll stay up till 2am doing it. Like, I just need to get that done. (laughs) Yeah. So we're very similar in that sense. And I was obviously very determined to find a job. And maybe this was a little bit naive of me, but I thought it was going to be so easy. I was like, I have a master's degree. I've done an internship. Like I'm well-spoken. I interview well. It will be fine. I applied to so many places. I wrote cover letters. Like I probably still have a folder on my computer of hundreds of cover letters that I switched up for certain companies and Mm -hmm. I couldn't find a job. And I was so demotivated and upset by it. I actually, now that I think about it, when I think back at that time, that was kind of when TikTok first started. And this was 2019. So like before it actually blew up as a platform. Yeah. And I remember making like those stupid videos with my sister. (laughs) I don't know. That was We love it. We love it. (laughs) So then eventually I applied for another internship, which was a paid one. So it was a little bit better, but I was feeling really demotivated by that because I was like, I should be able to get a real job right now. So to anyone listening, like, don't be discouraged. Everyone goes through the internship process. It's actually really hard to get hired on full-time without that experience. So I got, (laughs) yeah, but know your worth and find a paid internship. Don't take an unpaid one. You will feel awful. (laughs) It's just not a great situation. So I ended up finding this company in Yorkville. They were a digital advertising agency. It was a paid internship position. I was like over the moon excited about it. The people were so nice. It had a young vibe. We drank every Friday. Like it was so fun. And I was doing content marketing for them. But I very quickly realized that I didn't like the job I was doing. 
I just felt kind of very bored and stuck like I was kind of Mm -hmm. like nothing is really happening for me like am I really going to do this job for the next however many years I was really like in a weird place about it and after six months they had mentioned to me that like when I interviewed with them that they were probably going to hire me on after six months and I would have a meeting at my five month mark just to kind of let me know how I was doing and if things were going well and like we'd had a couple meetings before that and my manager had told me that he was really impressed by me and like everyone Mm -hmm. at the office liked me so like I thought for sure I was getting hired on full-time and I remember this day so perfectly I said to myself I was like if I don't get hired on full-time I'm going to Israel and this has always been something that I've wanted to do like I've gone on every Israel program every summer So Mm -hmm. going and like living there and working there was always something I wanted to do, but it was never the right time because I was like, oh, I need to start my career. I need to find a proper job. So I kind of just told myself that. And then obviously the next day I had my meeting and my manager told me that they weren't hiring me on full time and that I still had more to learn, et cetera, et cetera. I kind of blacked out, honestly, because I was biting my tongue, trying not to cry in front of him. Yeah, I also bite my tongue or the inside of my cheek if I don't yeah, want to cry. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, we're really similar. This is weird. So the Leo in us. Um, but yeah, I like wasn't listening to anything he was saying. And then we like had to awkwardly walk back to the office together. And like, oh, obviously, yeah, and like, <laughs> obviously I was devastated and so upset. So I like couldn't even look at him. And then um, I ended up leaving early that day. Just I needed to like, get out of there and that's when I decided I was going to move to Israel so I got out my papers and everything and I was ready to move March 29th it was happening about a week later I told my manager I was leaving and that was that it was kind of all settled and I was getting organized and then obviously COVID hit Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I think everything, my last day of work was March 20th. I was supposed to leave March 29th. And I think everything with COVID hit the fan like March 15th, I think. Yeah. I want to say. So I had just quit my job and I was supposed to move. And then I found out I couldn't move and I didn't have a job anymore. So yeah, I was kind of like, what the fuck is my life? And obviously like the first couple weeks of COVID everyone was kind of confused and all over the place and not really knowing what to do with themselves so I was unemployed for most of COVID actually and I kind of just took it as an opportunity to really work on myself and exercise all the time because I had nothing Mm -hmm. else to do and (laughs) same says same (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's a good way to pass the time like I've never walked so much in my life Like, I swear, like, some days I used to do, like, 500 (laughs) steps a day, and now it's, like, if I don't do 5,000, I'm mad at myself. Yeah, it's there's honestly something so therapeutic about just walking outside, even now in the winter. Like, I've always been someone in the summer, like, come spring to, like, mid-fall, I would walk, I'd go on long walks, like, between, like, 4 to 10K, depending on, like, what I felt, what the temperature was like, etc. But now in quarantine, like, I go on walks, it's, like, the dead of winter, and I'm still going on walks. Like, yes, they're shorter, but I just need to get outside, and whether I'm listening to a podcast, music, or just, like, it's me and nature... It just feels so good. I 100% agree. And I think that's something positive that I really took out of COVID. 
like I would go for walks like you said when it was nice out but like if this was a year ago today like you wouldn't caught me dead going for a walk in this weather no god no like I wouldn't even be making plans with friends to go on like a social distance walk to grab coffee like that no it it wouldn't be no we're driving to get coffee exactly it's so crazy when you like think about those little things that have changed and like it's obviously a positive yeah speaking about PR my sister's in PR and I feel like everyone has this like perspective that PR is like such a hot job and it's so much fun and it's so luxurious and people forget that it's so much work and it's so many hours and like my sister is constantly stressed with PR and it just made me realize that I don't want to pursue a career in that and I'm very thankful for that but I'm sure that's like the perspective like you had and the assumptions you had about a job in PR before you got in yeah I think it comes off very glamorous and don't get me wrong like we I did a lot of really cool events like I met Valeria Lipovetsky at one of our events because she Mm -hmm. was an influencer working with us and there were a lot of really cool experiences but like you said it's very long hours and like when you're starting out and you're at the bottom it's very difficult but I think if you're able to stick it out and it's something you really want to do it does get better I just personally decided that it wasn't for me. But Mm -hmm. I think like I do see a lot of potential for people who really love the industry and it works for them. Just because something didn't work for me doesn't mean that it won't work for someone else. Yeah, for sure. Were you in like a PR firm? Yeah, it was a mix actually PR marketing events agency. So they did everything. So that's why there were a lot of cool opportunities. I've heard that like from some people that if you work in-house like in a company, say like my sister's friend, I could be totally wrong with this, but I believe she works for like PR, like something along that line within Joe Fresh. And it's like a much better like work-life balance opposed to working for a PR agency or firm or like marketing agency and doing PR stuff and having multiple clients. Like that's where like the work-life balance most of the time gets lost because you're trying to go above and beyond for multiple clients that you're dealing with. Yeah, I don't know exactly what I want to do yet, which I feel like most people don't, especially when they're still in school. I know I want to do something along the lines of marketing. I also think like everyone is going to have their own experiences, you know, like if you think that working in corporate for Lululemon is what you want to do right now, then like pursue it. And you're the only one that's going to know if it's right for you, because I think Mm -hmm in general, like there's this pressure to kind of figure out and know what works for you and what you want to do. But it's not that simple. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's really important to let yourself have those experiences and try different things and be open to different opportunities. Yep. So now we have Dainty Diamond. So tell us what led you to start this and what Dainty Diamond really is. So I'll give you a little bit of a backstory. I ended up finding a job during COVID. Mm -hmm. I started, it was another agency, a digital advertising agency. I started at the beginning of June and it was kind of just, I'm a person that thrives on routine. And after Mm -hmm. not being on a routine during COVID, I really needed something and maybe it wasn't my dream job, but it was something to get me up in the morning and kind of like just something to do. 
And I ended Mm -hmm. up learning a lot from the job and I worked there. I actually just had my last day on Friday, which is super exciting. Yeah, I quit. (laughs) New chapter. (laughs) Exactly. So my dad has been in the jewelry business for as long as I could remember. Like, I think he started his business when he was 19, which is crazy. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and he has a booth at the 400 Market. If anyone's familiar with that market, it's in Innisfil off of Highway 400. And he started his booth there. Like there was no online sales or anything like that. That was where he sold his jewelry. And he still does have a booth there. It's a lot smaller in capacity, but he's still there if anyone wants to go visit. (laughs) (laughs) He always said to any of us, like, come help me with the business. Like do jewelry stuff. Like it's all available to you. Like why not? But Mm -hmm. none of us did it and I don't know why like I guess my two younger sisters they haven't gotten to that point yet but my brother and I both just wanted to do our own thing and I thought I didn't want it and then it was at the end of September I was on a walk with one of my friends and she was asking me about a necklace and I was like yeah no problem I can get that for you and I never like took profit from it or made the sale like it was always through my dad so It wasn't like there was really anything in it for me. I was just doing it to help my friends because we get good prices so I can give it for a good price. And it kind of just got to a point where I was like, maybe I should just start like an Instagram page to kind of sell to my friends and family just so I have Mm -hmm. it all in one place because I've made custom necklaces and I've gotten these pieces before. So it was just a place to kind of keep it all. And like I mentioned before, because I'm very determined and one track mind. As soon as I got this idea in my head, it kind of just happened overnight. Like I came up with the Dainty Diamond name because my dad's business is called the Diamond Showcase and I wanted it to Mm -hmm. be a sub-brand of him. So Dainty Diamond just kind of worked. I wanted an opportunity to give people items that like millennials and people around our age and things that like you would see in a store, but it's overpriced and you're like, why am I going to spend $400 on a pair of earrings? And mm-hmm. obviously, like I know Missouri is out there <laughs> yes. and they're obviously very popular. But another thing that I wanted to do is I wanted to give an, a place for people to buy trendy pieces that not every second person has. Because as much as we all love Missouri, everyone has everything from there. Yes. I think it's just the idea of being unique and having something different. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our prices are better than Missouri too, just because I have the connection from my dad and like the wholesale business and all that so the Instagram page kind of blew up overnight not blew up in the sense that like I got a lot of followers like blew up in the sense that I created it and started posting stuff and like if you Mm -hmm. look back to the beginning of my page so I'm Dainty Diamond with two D's on Instagram and if you look back I posted like random blue photos and random pieces of jewelry that I had at home or something that I gave to my friend and I had no direction with it I kind of just was trying to put stuff out there and I wasn't even going to make a website like it was very premature I guess Mm -hmm. and I guess because of COVID and like in the summer it was a little bit better but restrictions obviously started getting worse again in October and I found myself with absolutely nothing to do so I started like taking better photos and I started looking online to find more um, trendy pieces that I liked and I remember one day at work and I hope my old boss isn't listening to this I don't think (laughs) he will but I said I was not feeling well 
And I took the afternoon to go to a supplier downtown with my dad. And I think that's when I really realized that I wanted to do this because we went to a couple suppliers and I saw all these jewelry pieces and I was like, I need everything and I want to show everyone everything that I need. And it kind of just sparked from there like obviously I was always interested in it but that truly like made me realize that I wanted to pursue Mm -hmm. this so we ended up buying a lot of stock that day and I was ready to market it so I again just started posting photos started trying to reach out to some influencers and follow more people and engage with people and like as much as I would studied communications and journalism I don't know the first thing about running a social media page like nothing (laughs) and (laughs) if you again if you look at what my page looks like now compared to back in like October November it's done a complete 180 because I've learned so much like I think I've learned more in these past few months working on Dainty Diamond than I have in any job I've ever had because I literally do everything from operations Mm -hmm. to stock to finances to marketing to branding everything like it's crazy that's the beauty of a small business even when I worked at a startup I used to work at flourish flourish pancakes it's a protein pancake mix company and I joined the team when it was three of us including me and I didn't start the business but I was learning everything and now with like my page like I've learned how to do everything myself I've learned how to grow a social media page how to brand how to create a brand like What are the pillars of the brand? Mm -hmm. How to extend that brand onto different platforms? And it's crazy that like sometimes a business or a career path blooms out of a passion. And I totally feel you on like just like waking up one day or like being somewhere and it just triggers you to realize like this is what I want to do. And I feel like that can happen in so many different areas of your life, whether it be like on your fitness journey, um, what career path you want to take, what program you want to do in school, where you want to live, um, the type of people you want to surround yourself with. Sometimes you literally just like wake up and you're like, wow, this is what I want to do. And so many people will ask, I'm sure so many people have already asked you, like, how did you start? Like, how did you know how to start? Like, how do you do this? Like, I would just give up if I wasn't getting like so much money in sales, you know, and it's because you had that moment of realization. And that's what is kind of like your why in a way. Yeah. And I think like a big thing for me also is just like telling myself that if I'm not making that many sales right now, or I don't have that many followers, like I know that it will happen when it's meant to happen, just because like I am putting in the work and I'm passionate about it and I care about it. And I know that I can do it. So I'm kind of just like, it's almost just waiting for it to happen as cliche as that sounds. But Mm -hmm. I think it's super important for people who do want to start things just to not be discouraged. And like, don't get me wrong. I've obviously had my moments where I'm like, can I really do this? Like, is this something that's actually meant for me? But you kind of just have to get past that. So would you say that you now love what you do? I mean, it's only day two. (laughs) Literally, I quit on Friday, but I definitely really, really enjoy it. And I kind of, I realized that I actually just posted a TikTok this morning 
um, I did a stitch with another person who bro- who said like entrepreneurs, when did you know that the nine to five wasn't for you? And for me, it was when I realized that I was literally working during all and any of my free time. So whether it was my one hour lunch break from my job, I was doing this or it was from 5 p.m. until midnight or every weekend I just always found myself gravitating to picking up my computer and putting in the work and I'm not getting paid by hour for this and it's like funny because that used to be such a motivation for me because I knew I was getting paid Mm -hmm. by the hour but this was just I was doing it because I wanted to and that's really what like hit me knowing that like this was going to be okay and like that this could potentially really work for me. Honestly, I had that realization when I was working at Flourish, like on my lunch break, when I was out of the office, like I was at the time I was working on an ebook that I was launching on my site and I was working on my website and I wasn't being paid for this. I had no idea if I was going to make any sales on this ebook, but I still wanted to do it. And I was like driven and self-motivated and I kept finding myself wanting to work and I actually had to like force myself to put the laptop down sometimes or the phone down sometimes to just let myself relax but I just wanted to keep on going and that's like I want to try like a corporate job and see if maybe I'm wrong maybe I don't think I'm an entrepreneur but I have a really strong like gut feeling that and I think my parents do too that I'm gonna end up being like my own boss and pursuing my own company and finding a way to establish myself from a career point of view. I really believe that for you too. I think you have so much potential to do that. But with that being said, like maybe trying a corporate job isn't the worst thing in the world just to Mm -hmm. see, because I think it's always good to get different perspectives. But if you find that it's like too much, then by all means, like I'm the first person to support anyone in quitting a job they don't like. (laughs) (laughs) Another reason why I really was focused on this brand and like creating a space where people can find high quality pieces. I, my biggest thing, and I think this is something that came out of COVID is that you want to feel good in your own skin. And I think because a lot of us are working from home and we're home all the time that you end up staying in sweatpants most of the day, or you don't really get dressed or you're not putting on makeup or you're not doing those little things that you used to do every day when you were going to work or going to school. And I think a really big thing for me and like my main brand messaging, I guess, is that I just want people to look and feel their best all the time. And Mm -hmm. that's like one thing I really want to push out with my jewelry is that you don't need to be going anywhere to wear a pair of gold hoops or a nice necklace or whatever your favorite ring or whatever it is. It's just to look and feel good every day. And I really think that jewelry helps with that. Honestly, I wear my rings, my necklaces, and my earrings every day. And when I don't, I feel naked. Mm -hmm. And I could just be wearing sweats. Like I could be wearing leggings and a huge sweater or a cute tracksuit. But just throwing on a pair of like gold hoops just makes you feel that much better. And I love that that's what you stand for. Yeah, I mean, I wear it with my sweatpants too, even sometimes with my pajamas. (laughs) Yes, we love it. (laughs) So what is one last piece of advice you want to leave the listeners with? What is your two cents, I guess you could say, Jess? That's a great question. I think just to really listen to yourself and listen to your gut and follow your passion. Because I think if anything, like COVID has shown us is that life is so short and 
you never know when you're gonna be <laughs> stuck inside for months on end <laughs> and I really think if you have an idea and something that you really believe in and you really want to do there's no time like the present and I know that sounds so cliche but I just think you just got to do it like don't wait for something to happen if you want something to happen you got to do it yourself I love that I really do and Thanks. where can the listeners find you so my Instagram is Dainty Diamond with two D's at the end. And our website is www. Did I say two? Or, oh my God. www.daintydiamond.co, not .com, .co. And I would love to give everyone listening a 10% off discount code to shop on my site. It will be Lanny10. So I'm sure Lanny will share that with you guys as well. But yes, I want, I just want everyone to feel good and look good and jewelry helps. <laughs> it does. I love my jewelry and the listeners know I love my jewelry. So thank you so much for coming on the pod, Jess. It was a pleasure to have you on and maybe in the future, maybe in a year's time, you'll come back on and we can share how much Dainty Diamond has grown, how much you have grown. But until then, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Morning Ray. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps to support the pod. I love you guys so much and we'll chat soon. Bye. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.